Welcome to HealthCom Central, where we unpack theories and frameworks that can help you create more effective communication to improve both health outcomes and health equity. I'm your host, Karen Hilliard, behavioral scientist and longtime communication practitioner. If you're looking for fresh approaches that get real results, you are in the right place. So let's get started. Hello, HealthCom nerds and HealthCom novices. Welcome to this episode of HealthCom Central. Now, I know I told you last week that it was the final episode in the brief series I was doing on social marketing, but then I realized as I was about to move on to another topic that I had one more idea that I wanted to talk with you about before we move on. And this is something that you may be missing from your campaigns and interventions especially if you've only gotten mediocre results in the past. So you'll definitely want to listen to today's episode and find out what it is that you're missing. And that is the strategic approach from social marketing of making a behavior easier, more fun, or more popular. We talked a whole lot in the last few episodes about the importance of appealing to people's deepest needs and values the idea of exchanging one behavior for another and focusing on changing behaviors rather than trying to change those deep needs and values. Most of the time, if we really understand the audience and why they're engaged in a competing behavior, what needs that behavior is meeting, we can show them a way to meet those same needs just as well or better with a more desirable behavior. Now, typically, when we get to the strategic planning part of social marketing, our main objective is going to be a behavioral one, one that focuses on the behavior that we're trying to exchange. But we haven't talked yet about what those strategies and tactics will be. And quite often, that's actually the fun part of social marketing, where you could think of some really cool ideas, a way that you're going to make a new behavior seem appealing and really make it take hold. And a key concept that emerged way back, I mean, decades ago in the field of social marketing is the idea of making a behavior easier, more fun, or more popular as part of that strategy. Now, I would add to that, you may want to think of easier, more fun, more popular, and maybe more rewarding because sometimes you're actually giving someone something or making something possible. And that might be under the heading of fun sometimes but fun is kind of in the eye of the beholder. So think about the rewarding part being out there too as one option. Now, this concept of making something easier, more fun, and more popular may seem pretty basic, but it's really important to people in public health because so often, even when you set out to do social marketing, people end up diverting to something that is much more like an educational campaign or a campaign that is somehow designed to show people that a particular behavior is healthy, to show them the health benefits and think that those things are going to motivate them. But when you actually step back and ask yourself, how are we making this behavior easier, more fun, or more popular? The answer to those things is usually not anything to do with educating people or showing them health benefits. Health is inherently motivating to many of us who work in public health, but not necessarily to everybody else. But things that are easier and more fun and more popular are motivating to people. 
And again, this gets back to the very basic idea of why we're doing social marketing in the first place. It is designed to motivate people to do behaviors that they know that they should do, or they know that are good for them, but they're not currently doing. If knowing that they should do something or knowing that it's good for them was motivating, they'd already be doing it. Our target audience in social marketing is never the people who are already doing the healthy behavior because it's good for them. It is people who have other needs and values that we need to connect to, people who will do something if it meets those needs and values. And you may remember I said in last week's episode, if you're not doing audience research, you're really not doing social marketing. Well, let me also say that if you don't have a campaign that is making a behavior easier, more fun, or more popular, chances are you're probably still not doing social marketing. So let's unpack what each of these terms mean and give a few examples for each one. So, you know, making something easier is pretty straightforward. It may mean lowering the barriers to a behavior by making it cheaper or easier to access, easier to remember, maybe, for example, a pop-up clinic or more places to engage in a behavior. Let's think about something like getting a mammogram, for example, and how you could make that easier for people. One way, of course, is mobile mammography. That's a very common thing now, bringing mammography vans to workplaces and schools and other community locations. Another thing you could do to make it easier would be maybe making your appointment for your next screening as you're leaving the current screening, or maybe sending reminder cards in the mail. Weekend and evening appointments could also make it easier to get a mammogram. Like I said, making something easier is pretty straightforward. But how about making it more fun? And again, let me emphasize here that you don't have to do all three. Sometimes you may end up doing all three. All you have to do is choose one of these as the basis for your strategy. So maybe making it easier is what you're choosing and you're going with that and you're going to focus on that. But let's say that you wanted to make it more fun. What would you do? Well, the idea of mammogram and fun may not really go together in most people's minds, but there might be several ways that you could do it. For example, you could offer some kind of reward, like maybe you get a gift certificate for, I don't know, a bouquet of flowers, or maybe you get a free breakfast or lunch coupon afterward from a local restaurant. When you think about it, a healthcare organization could partner with any kind of local or even national business to provide some kind of benefit that would make it worthwhile to go and get a mammogram, make it more fun, because you could think about that reward at the end of the process. Maybe you set up the mammogram clinic like a day spa, and you offer free or inexpensive massages or facials or pedicures that are offered on site. Maybe you give someone a card that they can get stamped when they get their annual mammogram and also their annual flu vaccine, their annual skin cancer check, all the other recommended screenings and vaccinations that somebody might get. And if you collect a certain number of points, or if you do all of these preventive kinds of behaviors, you would get something at the end, some kind of reward for doing all of those things. So you're kind of gamifying this idea of getting your health screenings as recommended. There are lots of other health behaviors that we can gamify using electronic games, using competitions. Those are some really popular approaches. 
Another thing that you could do to make it more fun is to make it a social activity, right? Maybe you encourage groups of women to schedule their appointments on the same day as their friends. And again, you provide something, some kind of delightful experience that they can have as part of this process. But even just doing it in a group would be more fun. Anything that can turn a health behavior into a more enjoyable activity, something that you look forward to rather than dread, or something that's going to have a little prize or reward at the end to keep you going, any of those things can make an activity or behavior more fun. And of course, the last thing is making something more popular. This is really all about social norms, positive peer pressure, or maybe fear of missing out, FOMO. And in public health, these things can take several different forms. So for example, you could address social norms by showing how many people are already engaged in a behavior so that somebody feels like they don't want to be left out, like everybody's doing it. Or for a negative behavior, for example, something that has been effectively done with college-age drinking, you can use social norms to show that most people are not engaging in that negative behavior. And again, humans are very social animals. We want to be part of the group. And knowing what other people are doing or not doing is very influential in the behaviors that we choose. On the topic of social norms, you can also use something that I call the ew factor to make something more normative. In other words, something that's really gross if you don't engage in it or you do engage in it. This can often work with things like hand washing or other hygiene related activities where you would feel like an outcast if you're not engaging in the behavior. Positive peer pressure is another example. So maybe having people ask their friends if they've done a particular thing. Have you had your mammogram? Or encouraging them to post on social media when they do something. Giving people an excuse, giving them permission to talk to other people about something like this, about a health behavior that they would normally not necessarily have conversations with a lot of people about. But giving them that opening to discuss it can really help to spread an idea or kind of gently pressure other people into doing it. This is something that has worked with a lot of different behaviors. And then, of course, there's the fear of missing out. When something seems popular and, it, and you hear about other people enjoying it, that can make people want to get involved and to be part of the action. You can look at almost anything that has gone viral on social media and see examples of this. Now, this isn't exactly a health behavior, but related to health, the fundraising campaign around ALS called the Ice Bucket Challenge, you may remember a few years ago, went totally viral on social media with people dumping the buckets of ice over their heads. The more people they saw doing it, the more they wanted to do it too. Back to mammograms for a moment, you can think of some ways that you could make it more popular, such as encouraging people maybe during a breast cancer awareness week or month to post the date of their most recent mammogram. Or you could give people something to wear that would symbolize the fact that they've had a mammogram and gently promote it and remind other people about it. Sometimes even combining this kind of thing with a time limit in order to get in on the action or to get a particular reward can make something suddenly seem even more valuable and perhaps more scarce. And people do not want to be left out. So they'll quickly 
move to engage in the behavior. How you make something easier, more fun, or more popular is, of course, going to depend on the particular health behavior you're promoting, who your audience is, and what they value. Remember in the case of the Truth Campaign, the Youth Anti-Smoking Campaign, which is one of the absolute best examples of how exchange theory can be used effectively. And you'll recall that it was used by recognizing the reason that kids were smoking in the first place, which the two main reasons were peer pressure and a sense of rebellion. And so exchanging the behavior for a different behavior that could meet those needs that still felt like you were part of a peer group and you were doing something to rebel, exchanging that behavior by creating a peer movement that was rebelling against the tobacco industry was very effective and had a big impact on rates of smoking among middle schoolers and high school students. That campaign checked all three boxes to some extent, but the main thing was making it more popular to not smoke than to smoke. And of course, the more kids that got involved, the more popular not smoking became because that's how social proof works. And the more people that like something, the more people want in on it. Looking at another successful social marketing campaign, the Verb Campaign for Physical Activity, can you guess which of the three approaches it took? You may or may not be familiar with that campaign, but again, it really did a little bit of all three things, but mostly I would say making it easier by reframing many everyday activities that we do as a way to get physical activity and lowering the barriers to mindful engagement in physical activity that really gets your body moving. But it also made it more fun by reminding people of a lot of different activity options that they might really enjoy. Again, the takeaway here is that social marketing doesn't work by educating people or scolding people into behavior change, but rather by enticing them into it. If you've got a campaign that's not working as intended to change behaviors, go back and evaluate it for whether and how it is making that behavior easier, more fun, or more popular. That's the strategy piece. And a strategy built on one of these three core ideas, making a behavior that can meet someone's needs easier, more fun, or more popular than the competing behavior is the secret to achieving real behavior change. As always, I will be putting some links to some of the mentioned campaigns in the episode notes for today. So I hope you'll check those out. Easy, more fun, and more popular sounds like something I might've just made up, but I promise you it is based on science and it has been used successfully by multiple campaigns in the past. There's research to back it up. And I hope that you'll also give it a try. As always, I am glad that you clicked play on today's episode of HealthCom Central. This really is it on social marketing right now. We'll be back with brand new topics next week. Until then, stay well, stay safe, and stay science-based. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment now to leave a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe to HealthCom Central on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have friends and colleagues who should be part of our community, please share the link.